Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, changing a culture one man at a time. At Men of Iron, we equip men and grow godly leaders through creating and sustaining one-to-one and micro-group mentorships. Go to menofiron.org for more info. Thanks for listening. What is up, world? Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast. It's Steve and Justin here, live from the real land of milk and honey. What do you think, J-Dub? Willow Street. <laughs> That's right. We are filming live from the Watkins residence, man. This is a cool little spot we got going on here. Yeah, and as any family-focused organization should, uh, I've locked my wife and kids in the bedroom so they don't make noise while we do the <laughs> recording. So yeah, if, we, if you hear any kids in the background, it's just the Watkins clan. Yep. Well, today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Think Inc. Plus. With over 20 years of experience in signs, banners, vehicle wraps, and screen printing, Tony and his team can handle it all. We love Tony. Go to thinkincplus.com for all your printing needs. So, man, we'd love to get into inviting or uh, introducing our special guest today, Craig Gross. Craig is a pastor, author, and speaker. He is the founder of Fireproof Ministries and TripleXChurch.com. He spearheaded the development of X3 Watch, an internet accountability system used by over 1 million people. He is a husband to Jeanette and a father to Nolan and Elise, a diehard Packers fan. Watch out, Justin. Craig, welcome to the podcast. Go Pack Go. Oh, you know, I tried to keep quiet for your sake, but you threw that in there. Oh, man. What's going on, Craig? What's happening? Man, just tell us about yourself, man. Who is Craig Gross, man? Who is Craig Gross? Well... Gosh, uh, I thought I thought for years I would be not just a well. If I go way back, I was impacted early on. I hated church growing up. My youth pastor took my Van Halen tape and told my dad <laughs> that I shouldn't be listening to it. And then I stopped going to church, and I started selling baseball cards as a job because that got me out of going to church on the weekends because I had to go to the Howard Johnson hotel and set up my booth to sell baseball cards. So long story short, that guy sought me back out in 10th grade going into 11th grade. And he said, why don't I buy you McDonald's every week on Wednesday mornings? If you'll meet with me, Hmm. I didn't even like him. And he, uh, he wore all the jerseys from like all the guys that like, I grew up in Sacramento. So like any football or basketball player that got traded from like one of our teams, like in their jerseys ended up at Ross, like he would wear those <laughs> like, like the Jerry Rice uniform after Rice moved on from like the Niners. But oh, that's uh, funny. anyways, but after two years of doing that, I was like, Hey, I want to be a youth pastor, do what mm. he did and started, um, figured out how to go to school, do that, and started working at a church. And I think right away I realized when you say who Craig Gross is, I like breaking most rules. Um, And working at a church, I probably would have been fired. um, Because, like, I just like the kids that skateboarded on the chairs and did all the wrong things at church. But um, the church I was working at, they didn't like breaking all the rules, but I quit before I could get fired and uh, started our own organization, which has really given us the freedom to not play in between the lines. We can kind of go outside the lines. So I would say everything we've done since these last 20, it's been 20 years now. Wow. Um, we've been able to uh, reach people 
in ways that we think works more effectively than um, maybe gathering people at your building. And right. so um, fun part of that story is just last six months ago, I got to hire my youth pastor back and he works with us. Wow. Um, and he's just discipling men, mm. <laughs> my, myself included, my son who's 15 mm. and guys in the NFL and some other just great people um, doing that. And uh, after doing church work for 38 years, so um, we get to do fun stuff like that, where it's um, not a lot of, uh, I don't want to just say rules, but yeah, just kind of thinking outside the the lines and, and being able to reach people in, in ways that we feel called to do. And, and so been doing that for 20 years. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we will definitely get into that here a little bit later, just kind of the beginnings of Fireproof Ministries and, you know, what did it look like early on and what's it look like today? Um, before we get into that, we'd love to do a take five with you. It's just kind of five fun questions, um, make you sweat a little, make you think, make you, you know, kind of reminisce a little bit if you're ready for it. Go for it. All right. Question number one for take five is who or what inspires you? Who or who or what? Uh, I'm a big music fan, so I even though I can't play any music, but um, so I'd say music, people, um, man. I, so I go back to yeah, this guy Tom Ramsey. Like I said, uh, he's my youth pastor. There's a guy named Michael Guido who's been a road pastor. He was like the original road pastor for Striper, which. <laughs> Like, and now he's just been a guy that's been in, uh, just invested in people's lives for, for years. Mm. Um, um, I think guys that just get their hands, get, you know, willing to get their hands a little dirty doing, doing things, reaching out. Um, Bob Briner was, wrote a book called Roaring Lambs, and that was like the most influential book that I ever read that shaped probably the last 20 years. Wow. And, you know, I wrote a book called the gutter, which is like a newer version of what, I don't know. I don't want to even compare it, but it was like, that was my kind of roaring lamb story, but right. roaring lambs, if you haven't read it like that is just, it's an old book. He passed on years ago, but I would say probably had the biggest impact on my life. Hmm. Awesome. Question number two is, what is the craziest or funniest thing that's ever happened to you? Oh, gosh. I mean, I, we could talk for five hours. I'll just, <laughs> I faked a healing at a Benny Hinn event. Oh, wow. Um, so that was just more of like, I just don't believe this guy and I, but I want to get on stage and yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of that, that skeptic, but I'm also like, don't take things too seriously. So I had my inhaler. I had the whole thing where I was going to run around and get blown down by him. Um, so yeah, I just, um, that was, that was, that was fun. But I, I've, I've done a lot of those. If my wife was on this show. She could say every day Craig does something that either embarrasses us or is just pushes. Well, you described yourself as a rule breaker, so you probably got stories for days. Question number three. Yes. What song or album have you had on repeat lately? The Big Red Machine album. Uh, that is the guy, the two guys from the National and... Justin from Bonavere, I've listened to nonstop since it came out. 
Awesome. All right, this, this is going to be a good one for you and Justin. Who is the greatest Packers quarterback of all time, Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers? I think Rodgers is – yeah, Rodgers is better than – I never liked Brett – I never liked the Packers. I wasn't a Packer fan until the Aaron Rodgers era, and mm -hmm. I can honestly say I think he he controls the ball better. He makes better decisions. I think he's an all – I think he's the greatest – player he's the greatest talent at the quarterback position now granted we've got no we should have more than one super bowl with right. him wasted we're wasting his talent with mm -hmm. coaching and and management why we didn't get your guy from the bears Mac, like baby i mean why we have to pay guys early come on rogers <laughs> like we need better people around you wait you'll get paid but it's yeah rogers over far cool Question number five is final question here for take five is what is a Christmas tradition that your family does? We're getting into December 1st tomorrow. We actually, every year, our family at Thanksgiving, we decide what we're going to do for somebody else. Um, and it's always like at Thanksgiving, we come up with like, what are we going to do this year? And so we're not big. Um, and actually last year we, we went one step above and we, we canceled Christmas gifts and we only did experiences. So mm. we just said Christmas is not about, I don't need another gift card. But mm. um, so then this year we're actually, instead of that our kids are smarter than us now, they're like, Hey, why are we giving gifts to a family that can't afford gifts, but we don't want gifts. We want experiences. So now, I think the new tradition is like, let's provide an experience for somebody. Mm. Um, and we each pick, you know, some, some, something great to do with each member of our family, like mm. as a gift. And our kids were kind of like, oh, I don't know. And then last year, then they went on the experiences, which were pretty epic. Mm. And we're like, okay, that's better than gifts. And it's <laughs> just something you remember, you know, yeah. time with each other yeah. and activities seem to be better than stuff with batteries and yeah. stuff you have to build right and you know five twenty dollar target gift cards yeah yeah awesome awesome well that was that was it for take five um yeah we just love to kind of hear about you know the beginnings of fireproof ministries you said what 20 years now um you know why did you start fireproof what did it look like early on and and what does it look like today so yeah, so I go back to this guy, Tom, my senior year of high school, my best friend, Jake, he got invited in on our McDonald's party at seven in the morning. And I think Jake was behind me in school. He came down. So we were both highly impacted by this guy, decided we both want to be youth pastors. We both went to the same college. We both ended up, I got a job internship at a church. Jake, I got Jake on as a volunteer. So then we're running now junior high ministry um, as kind of like this dream, you know, like 20 years old or whatever and going through school. And then we started a ministry called Craig and Jake Live, which was a speaking ministry that, I mean, I say drama, comedy, speaking. At the time, everybody's 40, like I am now, oh, I'm 42, but... It was like, we don't want to be 40 with like three points in a Bible to talk to kids. We were 20 and we've had better stories. And I don't know, we came up with this thing. It worked really well. And it got us speaking in front of 
I don't know, 500,000 people in a period of like four years all over the world. And we wrote a talk about porn. Um, I wrote it. I, I, you know, it was like, Jake was the guy looking at porn. I was the friend that was helping him, of course. And it was like, we got asked one year to speak in front of 25,000 kids at 22 different youth conferences. And they asked to do the porn talk. This is summer of 2001. Nobody ever is asking to talk about porn. We'd always kind of sneak that one in there. And and then we're like, man, we have a lot of kids we're in front of. And the joke was like, we know how to make shirts. So we bought the .com, triplexshirts.com. And at the end of the talk, we'd come up and wrap up the talk. And we wore this T-shirt that said coming soon on it. But it was like, we're going to make this website that like helps you if you're struggling. Hmm. And that was the idea. It was like, Hey, I think we have too big of an audience to not do something more, but we didn't know what to put on that website or what to do with it. It was just like, we should do this. And I find myself a lot of times doing that. Like I'm not the expert at all these things, but I, I'm a really fast idea guy. And it was like, Oh yeah, we should do that. And then nine 11 happened. And we're like, nobody's going to care about our triple X church site. And um, we were continuing to speak, do youth conferences, uh, it was really, that's what we did. We put on youth events and we spoke at youth events. Um, and now we had a porn talk, you know, a Christian porn site, whatever that was going to be. And fast forward, um, Howard Stern, I'm listening to you one day on the radio and he's talking about a porn show. I had no idea what those were. And I was intrigued and I called him up and said, called up the company and was like, how much is a booth? They said it was $5,000. So the marketing side of my mind kind of went to if we showed up there, nobody would expect it. It would, we'd probably stand out. If we're not idiots, we could actually be liked, you know, and not like take bullhorns and poster boards. And so it was just kind of like, let's just do it. I think that audience, man, what about if we could reach the Christian kid at youth camps, but we could also reach that side of the world. Um, so we just kind of took a flyer on it, put it on a credit card and showed up and, you know, first person we met literally the first day was like an hour into the show. And the gal said, you guys are the most interesting booth here. Can I follow you around the rest of the weekend? And on Monday, when we got back to LA, it was like a cover story on the LA times, um, pastors bring prayer to porn show. Wow. And I don't want to say the rest is history, but, that got picked up by Associated Press. It kind of sent our world upside down, traffic to the website. And we didn't have a game plan of what was next, but we quickly created one and have been reacting to that ever since, if that makes sense. That's phenomenal. But it did hurt our youth camps because then we're like the porn people and then it's like, I'm not gonna send you to summer camp, (laughs) summer porn camp. And we're like, ah. Like we don't do that all the time. It was like it it did make things really weird right away because we really did some traditional Christian church stuff. And then the church never caught on to Triple X Church until like church doesn't follow culture. Mm-hmm, like right. we could talk forever about like how behind church is. And they follow other church leaders, which most of the time are so far behind as well. So like we're on Good Morning America, New York Times. I mean, I've been on everything except for Oprah. Church doesn't blink an eye. Mm. But Bill Hybels, which now that's just 
kind of funny that he was the first guy to, well, it was Rob Bell, Bill Hybels, and then Craig Rochelle. So those three guys put us in the front of churches. So we started with Rob Bell, then Bill Hybels found out about us through Rob, and then Craig Rochelle. So it took those three guys that kind of sent our world upside down in the church world, because back in the day, some people liked all three of them. But you at least liked one of them, and then everybody followed suit based on, oh, I heard you from this guy. And mm. so from 2005 on, our world inside the church world is really taken off because of some key leaders in the church that that stepped up and said, why isn't the church talking about this? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you kind of just talked about culture and the church being, you know, kind of not up to tabs with culture, but what, what's, what do you, in your opinion, what's the greatest lie that culture tells us about porn? I think right now it's, you know, when you look at like the Barnes studies that came out that said like under like teenagers think recycling is a, not recycling is a greater issue than looking at porn. So I think the 42 year olds like me, we grew up, thinking all sex was bad because the church did such a horrible job on that one too but like we at least knew porn was bad and i think today we're living in a generation that doesn't blink an eye hmm. uh, like at the severity or the consequences of any of that and i think the normalization of pornography is mm -hmm. to me very dangerous to see that it's I mean, I look at some of these kids' Instagram feeds and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's, <laughs> there's no problem with that, right, you yeah. know, compared to like us trying to reach up to a Playboy magazine on the top shelf of a liquor store. And mm -hmm. now you're just like, what, what you're inundated with every day in your feed is far greater than what we could get our hands on as kids. Mm -hmm. And kind of related to that, you know, what would you say, you know, to parents, uh, in regards to that with you know, with our kids and that kind of culture now where it's so hard to even establish a foundation of, of, of truth on the subject, what would you say for parents as they are navigating those conversations and protecting their kids and, and teaching a, a God view of, of purity and sex? Yeah, and I don't, you guys might want to rethink my podcast after you hear some of these things <laughs> but that's all right because like i mean i want to like part of me goes well who are you guys talking to because i'm like no parents are the biggest disservice to their kids today hmm. on this topic because hmm. they're doing nothing like mm -hmm. where have you guys like i'm like whose parents are you talking to that actually care and are being proactive hmm. like it's 95 percent of the emails we get on our parents section on our website are from women they're not even from the man because the man doesn't talk. The husband doesn't talk to the wife. Then the wife finds out something's going on, you know, with her kids. And now she's reacting. But I'm like, where's the dude? And it's like, mm. this is an uncomfortable. Like, like when I do a parents talk at a church. Oftentimes there'll be 50 people there because it's like nobody wants to come out on this issue until they're really faced with it. Right. And my number one point for parents is like you and your spouse need to talk first. And then it gets super uncomfortable. Like, oh, I thought we we're talking about our kids. <laughs> you can't talk to your kids about something that you and your spouse won't talk about yourselves. And so I think parents 
are this is the greatest time to live in this day and age as a kid if you want access and free range to this because something goes wrong with tech at your house you're going to fix it not your parents you you kind of hold the keys because your kids are smarter than most parents and most parents are reactive they're not proactive and they're scared to talk about this with each other so then they don't talk about it and then all of us that have kids none of us want to be our parents but we all end up being our parents and what our parents did was have one talk at best if that and we're like well i have to have the talk and it's like your kid's 14. like you missed that by like seven years um like what are you why are you sleeping on this one and yet we're handing our kids iphones at the age of nine and we're I mean, there's built-in parental controls on an iPhone that are smarter than most things out there. And I haven't met a parent that even knows where to find those. Mm -hmm. So I think I I get a little fired up on this because I'm like, parents need to wake up. You need to engage with your kids on this. You need to give them why not like just don't do this. But we're scared of it. And, you know, husbands, wives don't talk about it. And then our kids are in a world of danger because of it. And I don't blame them because it's like, if my kids were left to their own being with adult devices, they're not gonna act like adults. They're gonna make, you know, they're gonna act like children and they're gonna get into a world of trouble. When we got guys like Draymond Green sending out penis photos and he's an NBA all-star, what do we think our 15 year old kids are gonna do with this? Like, they're gonna make bad decisions and if, parents need to remind themselves that they're parents and just like you give your kid a curfew you should give your kids access to technology in in due time but also with boundaries and if you don't know where to put those boundaries on or what they're doing you need to do have those kind of conversations before you give them access to this stuff Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's good it was uh i think it was your I was watching it this morning, your TEDx talk from, I think it was 20, 2014, but your one quote in that was when your kid, when you talk to your kids about sex, they talk to you about sex. That really stood out to me. And it's kind of what you're speaking into here now. Parents are afraid to, to even broach the subject with their kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know we yeah. kind of, and I, I'm coming from a youth ministry background as well. And how many parents just had no clue. I mean, I don't know how many times. Like you said, their their kids are doing. They've got iPads and phones and this and that. And like you're just talking about, what kind of protections do you have? You know, it's not even. It, there's two things like not even putting up safeguards, but then so that's just like the bare minimum. Let alone having a a conversation from an early age about what holistic sexuality and purity are designed for, and why it's not just it's not just oh, like you said, the, the old generation of oh, sex is bad. It's no no no, sex is really good. Let's talk. Let's tell the whole story. What's what's God's holistic story of sexuality, and why is it so good to keep it pure? And and it's just a different. It's just a different perspective that we're not telling very well in the church. Yeah, no, I I agree. It doesn't have to be. Uh, it doesn't have to be strange. You know, like mm-hmm. we've talked to my son and my daughter since they were seven, um, and now obviously what I do and but it doesn't have to be weird. And Mm -hmm. I think my son's navigating this first girl that he likes and, you know, we're 
super open. Like I never had these conversations with my parents, but we're like, hey, what's the goal? Do you want to have sex before you're married? No. All right. Well, how if that's a goal and you want help in reaching that, we can tell you some. You got to back way up from that and go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, where where do you want to draw the line? And you know, I think that helping your kids navigate this stuff, like that's what you need to do as a parent. But so many of us, especially Christians, are like. Well, I didn't do it right. Well, then tell your kids that. Like, mm-hmm. like, hey, here's what I, I wish I would have done as a kid. But, like, you know, our kids don't expect us to be perfect. And I think they – like, I found out my mom was a virgin when she was married. Um, when After my dad died, like, when I was 39 years old. Hmm. And my kids were in the car. And we were driving her to her house that she grew up in. And we were kind of reminiscing about the past. I didn't know, like – any of this so then my mom's super embarrassed my kids are in the car she's like we shouldn't be having this talk and i was like mom it's fine but i was like mom you know that one time you guys tried to have the sex talk with me this is good you guys weren't christians you got married like dad was 27 years old like that would have been really good for me to know as a teenager why did you guys wait Mm -hmm. like you weren't like religious. You didn't have any upbringing that said that, but something in your gut said like you wanted to not like you've only had sex with dad. Like, and I'm just finding that out right now. (laughs) Like that's good information. Like, Mm -hmm. why were you scared to give good information? And I think we just get so shut down on these topics where it's like, everyone else is talking about it. Why can't we have, you know, like good information in front of, our kids and in front of each other. And it's not as scary as you think once you start talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Craig, I, I just, I said this before we hopped on the podcast, but I mean, for me, your ministry was a huge part of my journey out of addiction from and really I'm trying to think of when I, I, I must've been, I remember early on getting, when did X3, which is part of your, the accountability software, when did X3 come out? X3 watch 2004 2004 yeah I, I must have been early on in in that uh, that group and came across that that and then the podcast and the resources they've just been such a huge part of my own journey and so just a plug I mean a thank you to you for what you're doing and I think the way that you approach it uh, t- you know to kind of cut through some of the uncomfortability and the political rightness of, you know, well, you don't say that in church or you don't, you know, just get, get to the, the bare bones of what is, what it is and be candid. And I, and so I, you know, for anyone that's listening to the podcast is like, okay, I have no idea where to start. He's telling me to be a little bit more bold and just talk to my kids or talk to my wife or my girlfriend about what's going on. Uh, your, your stuff, your, your ministry, your, your, your resources are a great place to give that first step. And I, I, I don't know anyone that's doing a better job of, of giving resource and support to men and women in this area of purity and, and, and fighting addiction and, and, and sex. Like I'm just, just blown away by what, what God's been doing through your ministry. Oh, thanks for that. No, it's, it's cool to, cool to hear, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah, what, um, just kind of, you know, speaking into that, we you know we talked about, you know, what we can do as parents and, and advice on that. And what would you say, Craig, to the, to the man that's, you know, that's dealing with a porn addiction, 
um, and just kind of feels like he's he's trapped. He's you know he's ridden by that guilt and shame. And you know, you talk on your Triple X Church website about wanting to free people from that guilt and shame. What would you say to that man that just feels like he has nowhere to nowhere to go, nowhere to turn? I think there's there's nobody has no one, you know. So I think that's that's first like an excuse, but there's some validity to like you might not know somebody now, but there are people, you know, there's AA in every city for a reason because there's they built a great community that accepts you. And I think, you know, Celebrate Recovery's done a good job of that in the church. Um but what we've like you've got to get over that hurdle of like you gotta find somebody. And right. I think once you find one person, you'll find two people. And so um now, is your wife ready to hear that news today? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, and does your wife want to be that person that like picks you up and be your accountability partner? No. Like, do you want another mom? No. Like, you want your wife. And I think this porn stuff defeats you. And it takes, I mean, the Bible says it's cloud, sin clouds your vision from seeing Christ clearly. I think it just, it knocks you off your tracks. So right. you're like defeated and deflated and you're just like, you can't lead well. You can't like, th- this is affecting every part of your life. Your wife probably sees it, doesn't know it's connected to porn. But I think what we normally see happen is like, you're going to get caught because you're not going to cover up your tracks as well as you did yesterday. Right. You're going to become careless. You're going to do something now offline instead of online. Now you're pursuing something more dangerous. So and the Bible is clear. It says sin's going to find you out. So you have two options. You can wait to get found out. Tiger Woods, Anthony Weiner. I mean, we can list. <laughs> I can give you about a thousand names yeah. of people that you've heard about. And those stories suck because they lose it all. And it's really hard to come back. Even though our world loves the comeback story, it's a very hard journey. And what you're like, well, why would I come clean? Like, I'm not caught yet. I think that first stepping stone would be like find some people that understand you and get mm-hmm. you. And I'm not trying to just plug you like something that we have, but I've spoken at, I don't know, 500 churches over the last 20 years at least. And churches get all excited. We come in and they're like, Oh, we're going to lead a small group. Now we're going to have this. And then they get mad or, or, um, impatient that nobody after the talk signs up for porn groups well it's like then they shut it down because it didn't happen and now we just have some buffet table of program that doesn't isn't that specific so we got frustrated and we're like screw it let's just create our own small groups online Mm. and we started with one group back in i don't know 2012 as an experiment paid a guy 500 bucks and said why don't you start a group? We filled up one group. We filled up two groups. I think we have 82 groups now. So any day of the week, there's a small group, smallgroupsonline.com. You can find a group. And there's eight to 10 people in these groups. And you have this weekly meeting online. So you don't have to get called out by going to group at seven o'clock at your church. Mm-hmm. And then there's a group me aspect where you group text. You can talk about things that you know, are pulling you down or I need prayer or I'm on the road. I've seen that dramatically change people's lives. Mm. Whether you want to find your own group or join ours, the point is like 
you can't keep making these excuses that you don't, you can't tell somebody. Right. And when you can find that there's people that get it and they understand you and they want to help you, like 65% of our leaders that lead small groups for us came out of our program. So yeah. it's like, hey, there's help for you. It's just, are you going to, I, you, are you going to take the first step? And it's hard because when we do, like, when you get caught, you, you have like nothing to lose. But when you're like, you have all the fear right now of like, oh, it's not that bad. I'm not really like that struggling or I can do this on my own. Yep. It's not going to, what you're doing today, if you're still stuck, you've got to do something different. Mm -hmm. Like nothing changes when nothing changes. So like find somebody. And when you find one person, like I think you go, man, this is, why, well, yeah, how did you bring your wife in on this? How did you do this? Like, what works for you? Yep. Like, it's so much easier to like, just gosh, like I found somebody I can be honest with. And because you're, you keep lying to yourself and then you keep thinking like, oh, well, like I'll be better. I'll, I'll just work harder. It's like, no, that's not going to work. And there's a great chance that like this image that you're trying to keep, like people see through that anyways. So just, Man, be honest and find somebody. Reach out to somebody. Don't expect them to call you, but make that first call. And I bet you'll hear more often than not, me too. Like, or hey, I need this as well. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's you know, and with what we do at Men of Iron here, with you know, one one to one mentoring and microgroup mentoring. I mean, that's that's what it's all about is getting somebody in your corner. You know, finding that mentor. Um, that can speak into your life, that can hold you accountable, that can challenge you, that can, you know, he, he's walking the same walk as you are. So somebody that can kind of help you through that. Um, Craig, we just, uh, we're just honored to have you on the podcast today. Um, like Justin said, your resources, um, are phenomenal. They've helped, you know, I'm sure millions upon millions of people around the world. Um, so you can go to triple uh, to find triple X church. And I think, X3 watch. You can just find that on the, uh, app store. I believe it's available Apple and Android. Um, you can also find Craig at craiggross.com. You can find him on Instagram at Craig gross and you can find triple X church on Instagram at X three church. Craig, thanks for having, uh, thanks for being on our show. Like I said, it was an honor. Um, even yeah. though you're a Packer fan, even though you're a Packers fan says the bears fan. Says the Bears fan. Well, you, you you've had a long twenty years of of bad football. So enjoy your season. Enjoy your division. <laughs> but we'll be back next year. Well, just an interesting uh, fact is uh, their their new head coach Matt Nagy. He is a Mannheim, Pennsylvania guy, which is actually where our Men of Iron headquarters are. So that makes Justin happy. He's trying to like find out where his grandma lives and all this weird stuff. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get in there somehow. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Oh man. Well, thanks again, Craig. It was an honor to have you, man. Uh, enjoy your week. Enjoy this Christmas season with your wife and kids and look forward to future conversations with you. Right on guys. Thanks for having me. Right. Talk to you later. Well, Justin, I think it was an awesome podcast. What do you think, man? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, so what's new? What's going on this week? What's going on this month? Uh, we're almost into 2019. Can you That's believe crazy. it? Crazy! It's the Christmas season, man. The December's Christmas here. Season is upon us. We actually have a new hire at our Mannheim headquarters starting on Monday. He, Joel Kiefer. Yeah. He, I was gonna say he's like 
the big gift of the season. Man, that's the Christmas, the Christmas gift of Men of Iron is Joel Kiefer. Shout out, Joel, if you're listening. We are excited to have you on Monday. Uh, anything else? We got the One Iron Classic coming up yep. next week. Yeah. Or the week after. Yeah, there's a group of us going to be down in Florida, uh, escaping the cold winter um, and enjoying enjoying some golf in sunny Florida. So we'll be doing that. We wrapped up the extra give a couple weeks ago. So yeah. just a lot of a lot of great things going on to wrap up 2018. Yeah, just to to touch on that. Thank you, uh, you know, from the bottom of our hearts to everyone who gave um, on November 16th, and I mean to the volunteers, man. Yeah, they're, wow. the, they're the real MVPs. They were awesome. Yeah, they. I mean, they came out, and I mean, we had we had families and individuals. I mean, writing thank you cards for four hours yeah it was a little bit of a work labor yeah situation possibly <laughs> and then garrett got all oprah winfrey on us and just started throwing out hoodies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got giddy like a kid in a candy oh, shop oh man well that is it um just again triplexchurch.com you can find them on instagram at x3 church and uh, you can also find out more about craig gross at craiggross.com and find him on instagram at craig gross um yeah Go, I'm just a last plug again. I mean, I don't know any guy that couldn't benefit from something on their website. Yeah, it's not just oh, I need to be addicted to pornography to go on this thing. They've got resources about so many topics, uh, and, and for women too. Uh, and so I just, even if you've never felt like you struggle with pornography addiction, go to their website because there's so much there that right. is needed for for us. Right as men it's so good and i think just kind of speaking into what craig said is i mean if you're struggling like there's hope go find like just go talk to somebody today somebody out there is is willing and ready to listen just find that person in your life um email us yeah reach out to us seriously yeah reach out to us we'd love to talk you can find out more about the men of iron podcast at menofiron.org backslash moi podcast we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. So go check us out. You can also watch the video version on Facebook and YouTube. Guys, thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.